Jewish Money Matters episode 324, Living Our Long Life Era with Marla Letitia. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm not leaving this planet until Nike produces Mm. a television commercial where someone living in their long life era gets onto a bus wearing a really cool pair of their shoes Mm -hmm. designed for, you know, uh, arches that might be falling or, you know, designed for long life era people, but they don't look orthopedic. They just (laughs) look, they just look cool. Right. And some young kid on the bus does two things. Mm. A, gets up and up. offers the long life era person their seat on the bus or the subway. And number two goes crazy over how cool those shoes are and wants a pair for himself. We're talking about living our long life era with the one and only Marla Letitia and Nike. I hope you're listening too, because Marla's onto something. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. Yes, Marla Letitia, better known as Nanny Bubby, is back and she's on a mission to help those living in their long life era, well, live. <laughs> and those of us not there yet, live better so that we can actually get there. But what is the long life era? And how did Marla arrive at this concept? What could those of us still in our 30s, 40s and 50s be doing better? And if you're in your long life era or close to it, and you're feeling like it's too late for you to learn to invest or manage your money better, listen up, Marla has a message for you. We get into money, eating and hey, some fashion uh, tips all from the Cooking Confident Coach, Marla, Letitia, and I, because that's the way it is with Nanny Bubby. You think you're coming for cooking confidence tips, and you end up with wisdom to live life. Here's the wise and wonderful Marla, Letitia. Letitia, welcome back to Jewish Money Matters. How are you, you, my friend? I am wonderful, Yael, and I am just always wonderful being in your presence. I love you. I trust you. you. Your energy is amazing. Your faith is just (laughs) enveloping, and I love being here with you. Well, I can't wait to dive in. First, I have to congratulate you. You got a recent award. You were recently awarded Lifetime Achievement in Broadcasting from the Nevada Broadcasters Association after, what, 40 years in a broadcasting career? That's amazing. Well, after leaving it for a period of time to stay home and raise my children, right? Right, right, which was a journey. yeah, Yeah, we talked about this. You were here on the show, I want to say two years ago, I didn't look up the exact date, but it must have been at least two years ago. And we talked then about your career on TV. And we talked about the different business pivots that have happened along the way, all seemingly disconnected to the uneducated eye, I want to say, and yet to those more sensitive to see God's providence, God's hand 
all very, very connected. So I'm excited to talk about that today. Welcome again to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So Marla, before we get to the wonderful story of how you got the name, you know, we, we got, we got the wonderful story about how you got the name Nanny Bobby. We know that and how you found your way back to the kitchen and the, the least expected, the, the least expected place for you, as you told us one time that back then. But now you have run since then different programs as a cooking confidence coach. And you've also added to your mission to inspire those in what you call the long life era. So I want to start there. First of all, what is the long life era? Well, it's a term that I coined because I just couldn't come up with something that could describe my generation Mm -hmm. as we became what the rest of the world called seniors. Mm -hmm. So if you look at those that are 55 plus and the media, the broadcast rating system ends at 55 plus. So if you go looking, yeah, you look surprised, (laughs) but it's true, right? 55, 55 in today's market, if you will, is a much younger 55 than 20, 30, 40 years ago when we were in the golden age of broadcast, correct? So at 55 plus, if you go looking to make a buy, if you will, for Nike, yeah, you will get ratings from 18 to 24, 24 to 44, and then eventually 30 to 55. Mm-hmm. There is no rating system for a 55 plus. Mm. So we have right now in my generation, which are the baby boomer generation, which was the largest generation ever born onto the planet post World War II. Right. Um, right after us, and even when the baby boomers started having children, it didn't matter because birth control had come onto the planet. And so we could have uh, gave spawned an entire generation bigger than our own, but because of birth control, we didn't. Right. So we still today at our age are 73 million baby boomers still walking the planet, right? Mm -hmm. And yet the retailers of America are not marketing to our dollars. Right. In fact, the only thing being marketed to us is uh, open enrollment for Medicare. (laughs) You see that in October all year long, you know, all month long, October through December 15th. You know, it's open enrollment, you know, check before you go and know what you need to know. And also, sadly, pharmaceuticals, Mm -hmm. which some may suggest are making us sicker than they are making us better. So beyond those two things, this, the baby boomer generation of 73 million strong is getting no other information and we are forgotten. Now, I would say this. We have waited our, well, let me, let me backtrack before I say what I was just going to say. Let me say that those people on those television commercials are called seniors. Yes. They don't look like me. They don't look like anybody I know that I went to school with. Okay. Mm. They, those people look like my grandparents. Uh huh. They do not look like me. They do not look like the people that I hang around with that are within my age group. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's infuriating. I'm turning on TV, at least wanting to identify with either Medicare or pharmaceuticals. <laughs> and they don't even look like me. They look like my grandparents. 
What mm-hmm. happened is when I really leaned into the fact that when I turned 70, which was in January, as we know, mm-hmm. you know, you and I know, not everybody else out there does, but as <laughs> now we know, they do, <laughs> and now they do. Um, it was, it was really a pivotal moment that really terrified me. Really? And I, it did. It, it really threw me in no other age ever in the history of my life had ever terrified me at all. Um, you know, having a, my first child was more terrifying to me than, than whatever age I happened to be turning. And I always, as you know, live it with energy and gusto. Right. And all of us feel a certain age on the inside anyway, right? Right. Like no matter how old we get, we still feel 30. We still feel 35. Right. Um, but senior did not um, define what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And or how I'm living. And what I realized is that you, Yael, you and your husband are eating right. You're living right. Your goal is to make it into your long life, right? Yes. Is to have a long life. And then what happens is we get there and retailers and everyone else around us suddenly don't want to know us anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't want to have anything to do with us. And so I thought to myself, I don't want to be a senior. I mean, I don't mind it. I guess I am. If that's how you want to, you know, call me to get me into open enrollment, that's fine. <laughs> but what am I really doing? And what are those of my generation doing? We are living in our long life era. Being a senior sounds like a destination. Yeah. Long life era means that we are living and making the best of this time. And none of us know when it ends. Right. Right. We know when senior begins, that's the end of you. But long life, hey, it has meaning. And I'll tell you something else it has. It has wisdom. And the point of all of this, uh, Yael, is that wisdom cannot be taught. Wisdom can only be shared. Mm. And so when you look at us in this long life era, if you're in your 30s, 40s, or 50s, If you don't get your age mindset Mm -hmm. in place in those decades, when you turn 60, 70, and 80, you're going to die from it. You really are because you're going to be terrified. You're going to feel worthless Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a problem. I was talking to a 28-year-old Yael uh, just the other day on a podcast, believe it or not, and she said, Marla... I'm terrified to turn 30. I don't know what to do. She said, it's the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to me. Now, if you're older than 30, you know that it is a beautiful time of life. But if you're approaching it and you don't have the right mindset, you could end up getting yourself sick at 31. Mm -hmm. You could end up, you know, eating poorly because you're eating out of nerves and you don't know how to be in that decade. And so the point is at this age in the long life, we have wisdom to share with those turning 30, 40 and 50, because we want to help them with the wisdom we have gained, Mm -hmm. get their age mindset right. In fact, Mm -hmm. I, I, I said something to myself today and laughed. I'm just going to share it with you, but yeah, I tell said, me. I said, am I, have I turned into an age whisperer? I mean, do you want to call me that? <laughs> you want to call me the age whisperer? Looking confidence coach and age, age whisperer. whisperer. <laughs> I don't know, but truly 
I think that as we begin to get into our long life era, it is our job to give back that wisdom. And it's also their job to find a way. And this is very Jewish and I want you to address it, but you know, there is something to be said about Torah and learning from those who are older and not putting them in a corner. Hmm? Yeah. There's so much to dissect here. First of all, I, I, I had never thought about the age mindset, you know, have, like you said, at the age mindset in place and how you just defined it. Now it clicked for me. Yeah. I guess if you, if you are not comfortable, if you don't know how to be in your skin at a certain age, you don't have the right mindset and, and the motion toward that, that, that stage of life, you might actually be harming your life and hurting your chances of your longevity and your healthy, vibrant longevity. And then going back to the long life era concept that you've coined again, capital, it's, it's, it's yes, because there's a long life ahead, but we're also capitalizing on the life that we've lived, right? It's, it's that, that sharing, that imparting of the wisdom, which then brings us to the last thing that you said, which is so counter culture. We live in a society America in particular, that worships youth. Judaism, on the contrary, puts a very high esteem on age, on the wisdom and age. So it's, it's very, it's very Jewish what you've identified and what you're trying to bring to the world uh, from, from a Jewish, for us as Jewish women, we see it like this world is so it's so upside down. We see it in age, ageism in the workforce. We see it in, in, every, in everything, what you described before, even from media, even from, from, from retailers, right? We live in a culture that really worships, worships, worships youth, whereas as Jewish people, we value and we treasure the wisdom that comes with age and experience. And we have an obligation to respect and we have so much, so many ways to honor those who are wiser and older than us. Because again, that is a value. That's a value that we hold very, very dear. It's a value. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a dream. Can I tell you what it is? It's the funniest thing, but I'm not leaving this planet until Nike produces Mm. a television commercial Okay, where someone living in their long life era right. gets onto a bus wearing a really cool pair of their shoes mm-hmm. designed for, you know, uh, arches that might be falling or, you know, designed for long life era people, yeah. but they don't look orthopedic. They just <laughs> look, they just look cool. Right. And some young kid on the bus does two things. Mm. A gets up and offers the long life era person their seat on the bus or the subway. And number two goes crazy over how cool those shoes are and wants a pair for himself. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just reminding me, I, I can't even believe I didn't think about this before we got on this conversation, but yesterday my daughter called me. She's Mm -hmm. away in high school. She's in ninth grade. She says, I'm so excited this afternoon. I'm going to go hang out with some older ladies. I said, what? Yeah, me and my friends, we're going to hang out with some older ladies. She called me afterwards. She had visited with some ladies in their long life era, and she had 
the most beautiful, amazing time. She was on a high. She's like, mommy, this lady, she, she also knows how to sew and we're learning how to sew. And she gave me tons of fabric. And then she told me I could come anytime and we're going to keep practicing sewing. And she has a sewing machine to give us. We, and then with another one, we shared stories of a family that I knew and she knew. And she had so many cool stories to share with us. She was like on such a high, Marla. And I said, that's, that's Judaism. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she was for no other reason than I'm going to just go sh- share and get play and talk to somebody in the community who's much older than me. And she thought she was giving, but she gained receiving, so yeah. much from the experience. She felt, she said, I, it, it was so cool and so warm and I learned so much. I can't wait to go back. I mean, see, and, and let me tell you, I, so I started a a Facebook group called long life era community for anybody who wants to join. Believe me, I am not the star of that Facebook group. It actually, it actually runs itself. I saw the the, posts are awesome. (laughs) You did. You did see them. So, so many people have joined in. Now, let me tell you, and I go back to Jewish money matters and the course that I took with you. Yeah. In my 69th year of life, mm-hmm. what did I, what was the one thing I never got right? You know this, right? Mm, what was yes. the one thing I never got right? Yeah. Your relationship with money. My relationship with money. And I never understood the market and what to do about it. Yes. Yes. And exactly. I, I literally could have gotten in a corner, Yael, and it would have killed me. Mm. It would have killed me. I would have been depressed about it. I would have felt useless. I would have felt like I never got it right when I was supposed to. And now I was going to have to pay a price for that. And literally in 10 years, I would have been dead because Mm -hmm. I would have lived with shame over that. And instead, listen, not that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm no genius human being, but I made a conscious decision that for for while I was growing older, anything that I didn't get right in the decades that I, other people got them right, but right. I was busy doing other things. I don't know what, maybe I just didn't have the intelligence in my thirties or forties to understand it. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I had to grow that part of my brain, but it grew. Yeah. And by taking your course, mm shameless plug plug for your course, but it was fabulous for me as well. You know, um, in all honesty, I've gotten it right in a really, really, really big way. And I feel so grateful for that. And it came at the right time for me because I, I stand up in front of lots of groups and say, listen, I couldn't get the market right. And I couldn't understand, um, saving in a proper manner. And I just said, I'm going to get it right. I'm going to figure this out. And boy, it didn't take much, but your course to do it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and in the long life era community, Facebook group, people are traveling to places that they've waited their whole life to go. Right. You know, they did other things, worthwhile, beautiful things in their life, but they're now at a stage where they are doing and choosing other things and it's giving them life because anytime that you look forward to something, it energizes you. Yes. And I will tell you that people are reframing their long life from a crisis into a calling instead. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And um, I I just want to say this is that back to 
our culture is that our culture believes that anyone in their long, long life era is on a slippery slope toward right. their demise. Right. Right. And it's just simply not true. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always said, and a life insurance company will tell you this. If you want to know how long someone's going to live and they do this, first thing they ask you when they come to interview you about your life insurance policy right. is so how old do you think you're going to live to? First question they all ask, why? Why do they ask that? Because your mindset affects everything. 85% of the people that answer that question actually only live to the age they say. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I have said forever I was going to live till I was 120. 20, right. Right. You've heard me say that, right? But what's happened is, um, you know, it, 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 when I turned 60, I still felt like I was in midlife. When mm-hmm. I turned 70, right, even if mm-hmm. I live to 120, I'm past the midpoint. Mm-hmm. And that's where the long life era came from is, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not in midlife anymore. And don't you dare call me a senior. <laughs> that was my grandmother. But living in my long life and key operative word there is living. Living. Is living, living in my yes. long life. Yes. You're darn right. Yes. And, and let's go back to the living part in a second. But I now you reminded me going back to the Jewish piece. And like you said, we say we'd live to 120. I'm starting to think that perhaps part of it is because in Judaism, the focus is that we are souls with a body, not a body with a soul. Right. So, yes, the body might be aging, but again, that's never been the focus. Right. Your soul is infinite. So it is a long life era because everything that you've been doing in this world up till 120 is going to live till infinity. So you better keep living like there's there's no retirement concept. I think we've talked about this. It's not a Jewish concept in uh, retirement. You, You know this, right? Because we're the idea that you one day stop producing and just sit and play golf it's 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 yeah you maybe shift your 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 interest your focus maybe you you know but you need to start something new you need to be doing like in judaism we live till till 120 (laughs) well and and i will tell you that a lot of people who retire when they no longer have a purpose that's when they they're gone that's the downfall that's the end of their lives it is no purpose no creativity, nothing to produce for the benefit of others. Right. Um, right. And, and also a lot of people haven't found themselves right now at this point. They have to go on a journey to actually find what their soul has always wanted to do. Yes. Yeah, so a lot they of have, them have we have to be so open. programmed. You right. Have to be open. We have to be open to say, okay, now that I maybe have more time, less responsibilities because I don't have to cook dinner for five or six people every day or whatever it might be, right? We have to be open to rediscovering ourselves, our interests, right? Mm-hmm. Just like you have. Um, and again, we talked about this two years ago, but it's very beautiful to see that you're really a living example of everything that you're wanting to help people do. Now, what's been the the reaction, um, because again, you're teaching cooking confidence and you have your own product line and now you have this message. So how have you been able to kind Blend of navigate both? Right. <laughs> well, you know, I think one of the reasons that this was like took a little bit of effort to come into and, and move towards is that 
I didn't know. I, it was like, how do you combine those two? Mm -hmm. It's so difficult. Well, here's what happened is that I, I came upon a book, which is right here in front of me. Let me hold it up for purposes of, let me see if I can get it. There it is. It's called, it's called deep nutrition. And, um, there's four pillars of the human diet, which I'm just going to read to you very quickly. Um, I can find it in this book. Here we are. It's uh, eating meat on the bone, okay? mm-hmm. good, healthy meat on the bone, of course, organic, mm-hmm. fermented and sprouted foods, organs and other kind of nasty foods. I mean, Jews do this really well with chopped liver, et cetera, <laughs> right? Um, and um, unadulterated plants and animal products. So, but the most important thing about this book, Deep Nutrition, is the harm that vegetable oils have caused to the human mm. body, including mm-hmm. birth effects. So some of the very bad oils that um, I want to get to this, Yael, here's the bad oils. Okay. Canola oil. Yeah. I, I banned it from my diet. Big, good. Right. Yeah. What's a canola? What is a canola? I have no why idea. Are exactly. eating so it. why are we eating it? Right. <laughs> Soy oil, sunflower oil, cottonseed oil, corn oil, Great grapeseed oil, safflower oil, and then the non-butter spreads like margarine. So, you know, there was the old ju- joke, why do Jewish uh, men, why do hu- Jewish husbands die before their wives? Have you ever heard that joke? No. Oh, the answer is because they want to. But the- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, right? Yeah. But the truth is what was has been killing them for years is the margarine. The margarine. <laughs> the margarine. The margarine. The margarine has given them high cholesterol. It has clogged their arteries. It has created heart issues. In women, when you've eaten it, it can cause birth defects, mm. all of that. So the good oils are olive oil peanut oil, butter. As I always say, don't blame butter for what canola oil has done to the body. Mm. It has never been butter. It has always been the canola oils. Mm -hmm. And by the way, the American Heart Association should be ashamed of themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Macadamia nut oil is good. Coconut oil, any animal fats, Mm -hmm. uh, chicken fat, lard, Avocado oil, yes. Avocado oil, absolutely, for all the right reasons, and palm oil. Mm -hmm. So this is what I want to tell you, is that if we don't get back to eating in the proper way that our bodies, like we are souls with a body, we we were inhabiting bodies that have genetics in them that Mm -hmm. are meant uh, you know, like wherever our ancestors came from, our bodies have been engineered to eat in those proper ways right. in order to sustain, to sustain ourselves. Only in recent years do people eat because they assign themselves to a specific way of eating like paleo or keto or mm. vegetarian. Prior to this, we ate what was available in the area that we lived. Mm -hmm. That was it. When Mm -hmm. we traveled, we ventured out, obviously, because you had to eat what came in your, in the area that you were traveling to. So the very bottom line here is that if you want to live and be here to give wisdom and share and go do and have in your long life era, 
we need to help you be healthy right. in your midlife era and right. in your young life era, 20s, right. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and how you're feeding your children. Right. So right. I have adjusted part of what, um, you know, before I always love the gourmet. And let me tell you, there's something about that French cooking. I'm <laughs> not sure what it is, but it's high butter, high fat, high creams. You know, all of that is in French cooking, but they don't suffer from heart disease mm-hmm. in France. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's good nutrition. So if you want to do gourmet, lean into that. Um, the the gluten intolerance, especially in America, is horrible because horrible, of glyphosate, yeah. right? And what that has done to our crops, our wheat crops, it is outlawed in Europe. So you can go to uh, Italy and eat their pasta and not have a gluten intolerance. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen here. Even organic pasta here isn't organic because glyphosate is an airborne antibiotic. So if you're growing an organic field, yes, but glyphosate could be being blown over from the fields next to you. Oh my gosh. Still getting it into the crop, right? Really? Same in Napa Valley, that wine, which Uh I don't think that there's much kosher wine in Napa Valley, but same thing there. Um, It's being blown over. Wow. So you brought us back to, again, another very important Jewish principle, taking care of your body, the house of the soul. So, soul. Right. So we go back to this idea. There's so much here and it is a vital importance. The choices that we're making now are not just impacting the now, but it's impacting everything that comes after. And listen, one can say at the end of the day, everything is in the hands of heaven, right? Like God decides, you know, your time is... But that doesn't exonerate us from the responsibility, right? Free will. We have a responsibility to operate within nature, meaning within what I'm giving you right now. You better make the right choices for your body. And they, yes, and they're finding now that these bad oils are the number one cause of brain dysfunction, meaning um, ADHD. If Mm. you ate a lot of it during the time that you were pregnant, but also as you get into your long life era, it, it could be the number one cause of the Alzheimer's situation. So if you want to keep good brain health, you've got to eat right now. And you know, listen, I remember being in my 20s and saying, Oh, my God, I've gained weight. If I smoke, maybe I won't gain weight, right? Uh And Oh, my God, I'm never really gonna I mean, who cares what happens when I'm 60? Well, you know what, it comes a lot faster than you think, (laughs) you know, so thank God I always threw up once I smoked. So, you know, I stopped smoking very quickly, but you know, I thought it would help me lose weight. But at the end of the day, I mean, people go through these mental things when you're younger and you don't think that day is ever going to come. So you think, oh, I'm not going to worry about what happens to me when I'm 60. Well, guess what? It comes a lot sooner than you think it does. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And you don't think of the consequences, right? Um, but, but going back, I want to go back to the beautiful example you gave us with the money piece and in particular the investment piece. And I think that was such a powerful lesson that in your case, you used investing to apply it. But the idea that if you are in this long life era and there's an area of life that you still didn't explore, that you didn't navigate, that you were scared of, that you felt uh, not knowledgeable about, not confident about. Look, even you with the kitchen, right? You grew your confidence in the kitchen later on in life. You never thought you could do that, right? The message here is I'm understanding is 
don't give up on yourself because that's the area where God is calling you to go explore, right? Right. You you still have tremendous potential. Mm -hmm. And like you said, I love what you said. Maybe you're going to grasp it a lot faster and better now because you've exercised, you've built up that intelligence. You didn't Mm -hmm. maybe think you had it back then, or, you, you know, you hadn't honed into that. But now you'd be wonderfully surprised. So I love that message. I think it's so wonderful. And especially you brought it to money because money is, you you mentioned the word shame. So many people keep getting paralyzed as they get older. Well, if I didn't do it, then what, you know, why should I do it now? Because anyway, I'm almost 65. And if I didn't invest, invest it for retirement, I'm just anyways doomed. And the truth of the matter is that that's not true. No, but guess what? Guess what you have? Guess what you have? I love this. Actually, the broker that I ended up going to, yeah. uh, who happens to be my rabbi's son, who I, I love my rabbi, but I also love his son, who is just so knowledgeable in investments. And um, he's working with an incredible firm that I love and endure also out of California. But you know, this was a very, this was so eye opening to me because I was embarrassed when I started going to him and I said, you know, Shui, I, you know, I don't have as much as you would think I do. And, you know, we had bad times years ago and, you know, I'm trying to make up for it now. And you probably think I don't have the time to do this, but, but I just want to do it. I think it's the right thing. It's calling me. And you know what he said to me? This is the mm. thing I want to say. He said, you know, Marley, you don't seem to me like the kind of person who lives only for herself. Mm. So no matter what you invest now, let's not even think you're doing it for yourself. Let's think that you're doing it for your children and grandchildren and great grandchildren to come. And so why not start now? Because when it ends up with them, it will be fabulous and they'll always, it will improve their lives. So how about that? And do you know, can I just tell you the minute I could get from doing something for myself, right? A hundred percent doing it for others. I, I'm just so happy. Right. And it's a tremendous motivator. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yes. And it, it is the correct perspective. He's a hundred percent right. And it is the Jewish perspective, period. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and that's why we say like, we have to have these goals that are bigger than ourselves. Like if it's just for myself, you know, it, it, it ends up being meaningless. Right. Mm-hmm. The, the whole idea of giving my Marla, which we've talked about you and I so many times a miser, right? Like if the, my, my wealth is, my wealth is just for me. I mean, is it really going to be that fulfilling? We know, we know what's out there. Right. But to be able to give to others, to contribute mm-hmm. in a really tangible way. I mean, that elevates your whole entire experience of work, of, of, of producing income, generating income. I mean, it's unbelievable. Right. It, it's just doing for others and especially those that are your children, grandchildren, yeah. and great grandchildren. I mean, it's, it's really a beautiful thing. It, yeah. it is. And it, it is what motivates me. I mean, it's why I cooked all those years for my family and it wasn't good, nor was it appreciated, but I kept trying, right? <laughs> I didn't get it right until I was a grandmother, but I kept trying. And on this, uh, on this, uh, 
topic of the cooking and the food, I just yeah. want to say I brought a free gift for your audience who is listening right now. Um, and it's a, it's a free download. Mm-hmm. And so just speaking about the cooking issue is that years ago I would make, you know, there's like a, a, a list hanging on the refrigerator with a magnet mm-hmm. and you, um, you know, Oh, I'm out of sour cream, write it on the list. Oh, I'm out of, you know, uh, dill, write it on the list. Yeah. Oh, I'm out of sugar and write it on the list. And then you tear off that list to go to the grocery store. And then you go one by one, what's at the top of the list, what's at the second and mark it off. And so you're going over here to this aisle, over here to that aisle, then over here. Oh, I'm going, got to go back for the milk. Even though I just passed, I was at sour cream 10 minutes ago, right? It was right next door, but I, I didn't look at the, so this shopping list, which is kind of built on the Trader Joe's aisles that you go up and down of, nice. um, is that is a categorized shopping list. So get it. by yeah. dairy, by produce, by meats, by alcohol, by, um, uh, uh, and not, not canned goods, but pantry goods yeah. um, and everything. And then you just put things on that list in the category. And let me tell you, you walk down that aisle and just get everything you need. Uh, a 40 minute shopping trip for me was turned down to 16 and a half minutes. And I was out the door at Trader Joe's. And that was a shopping trip, Yael, for a party that I was cooking for three days of cooking and what would have been a 40 minute shopping trip. So it's a free download. It's nannybubby.com slash Jewish. So if you're walking the dog, uh, you know, (laughs) you know, if you're on the treadmill and you can't go write it down, it's very easy easy to remember. remember. It's Jewish money matters. Um, I, it just, it's slash Jewish. And if you're listening to this three years from now, because you want to go back and listen to everything Yael has done. The link <laughs> is going to be there waiting for you. I'm not taking down the link. So talk about long life era. Dog, you know, grab that, that, um, uh, star David on your neck and say <laughs> Jewish. Remember that's your trigger and it's nannybubby.com slash Jewish. I'm sure that Yael will put it in the show. Yeah, show of course notes, I will. Right? Nanny, nannybubby.com forward slash Jewish. Of course I'll put it, but you know, you just gave me again, long life era. You said three years from now, right? So apparently people, this show is going to continue three years from now we will still still be strong i mean we're six plus years that's gonna be bordering in 10 years that would be awesome oh how are we gonna celebrate then oh i don't know (laughs) have me on we'll celebrate together (laughs) and also just you'll put these links in the show notes i know but you know i am really passionate about this and i think i i mean one of the goals that i have for my own life in my long life era is as you know, I am a very passionate public speaker and it's where my soul comes alive and where I feel always that I'm channeling something higher than myself because of how the, the words and the passion comes to me. But, um, I certainly, you know, if you want to hire me to come speak to your group and you're listening to this and you'd like to have a discussion about this, um, the contact information. And if you want to talk about, you know, nutrition and you want to have uh, a free call with me uh, to discuss, you know, three things of how you can get 
to prepping easier, shopping easier, and doing four meals a week for your family, lickety, lickety split, even though you have to do some work, because food is meant to be worked, Um, (laughs) it's cooking.nannypubby.com, and you could book a a free 30-minute discovery call with me, and happy to give you those three tips. Amazing, amazing, and you know what? Yes, number one, cooking is meant there's going to be some work involved, but in life, we have to put some effort, right? It's like managing your money. You're going to have to put a little bit of effort, but you're going to get it. And, and I want to say to the audience, I think I've probably said it before here that nanny Bobby's tips, even my children to this day tell me you're not cutting the pop, the pepper like nanny Bobby taught us. Like, okay. <laughs> and I how come chatter. we're not doing that? Yael? I tell <laughs> I you that you bad habits it. are hard to break and my kids will always catch me. That's not how nanny Bobby said to cut a pepper ma. Okay, I get it. How about you caught it? (laughs) (laughs) And here's the other thing. Why are we outsourcing the most important thing our children can get from us, which is their food? Our job is to addict our children to the best food that we can deliver to them. And if you are ordering in or driving through, you are getting in the least quality food possible filled with vegetable oils and God forbid canola oils. You are getting them poor quality meats that are not sustainable, that are filled with cortisol, uh, which transmits into their system. And children are not fat in today's day and age. They're actually inflamed. Mm -hmm. There is so much inflammation in their bodies. They look fat, but they're not. They're inflamed. And so we need to not be outsourcing our food. We all need to share tips and tricks with each other like they did during the war years. I wasn't alive then to know, but I have heard. (laughs) I'm not that old. I've heard that they shared and that's how they made it easy for themselves. They shared each other's wisdoms at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And we've talked about this on the show on you and I on a personal level. I think maybe even I did a a session live for you where we talked about the idea of putting your money where your values are. So again, we might say that we value our health, we value family, but like you just shared with us, if we're putting our dollars into the takeout and that, well, that doesn't really, right? That doesn't really, it's not a values aligned financial decision, right? So obviously it, that, that's not to take away the fact that we have to somehow work all this into our schedules and get the help from friends, families, nanny bubby, right? To make it easier for us to be able to deliver on that value that we hold so dear, be it health, be it family, whatever you want to call it. But I think it's very, it's very important for us to get really clear as you have gotten in, in your own life clear on what is it that is of the essence and what, how am I living? to advance that, right? Are my financial decisions and time decisions, how I spend my time and my money actually supporting that, which I truly say, I did I say I truly value. Mm -hmm. And I will say this is um, one of the things that food does for us Mm -hmm. is it nourishes our body and our brains. Mm -hmm. So if you grew up 
eating that which was what I call in a bag, like gas station food. Right. If that was your food that you grabbed for or that, you know, you had a working mom and she was doing the best she could. Right. It was not the chemicals in that were harming the brain, not feeding the brain. Mm. So you have brains that were eating things that were not nurturing and giving the proper vitamins in order for a brain to grow and be healthy. Okay. There is so much depression. There is so much bipolar. There is so much of this mental illness that Mm. actually is contained within the idea that during the developmental years, the proper food was not being, was not being ingested. And so therefore, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know if Zoloft can do more for you than kale. Right. At this point. I mean, at, you know, like I would say, take your Zoloft and start eating a lot of kale and spinach and organic, good bone meats Mm -hmm. and good fats. And little by little, we may find that the brain health improves far more than even the physical health. Interesting. And I think we should give our young people the opportunity to try that over, you Medication. know, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or pharmaceuticals, the, inst- the chemicals, inst- right. The instant, you know, let's gravitate to the chemicals right away. Very interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. look, guys, everybody consult with their medical professionals, but I yes. think the point here is that, you know, God gave us everything, right. And the, the nutrition that we're going to get from our plants and, you know, on it, it, it's it, we have to we have to go back to giving that to ourselves and stay away from everything that's in a bag and packaged and we yes. can't even identify the ingredients right yes so marla i want to ask you an, another question about you know your own experience um in this journey as a speaker as a confidence coach as an influencer, as an age whisperer, <laughs> as an age whisperer, an influencer. I mean, you've built a platform on YouTube, on on Instagram. You have now two Facebook groups. My my question here is: You have a very supportive husband, thank God, as well as children who've allowed you to take your message publicly, who've cheered you along, who've supported you. What? would you say to those who might be perhaps widowed or worse, perhaps they don't have the family support or the spouse's support during this long life era to explore their new interests, to explore learning new things or going back to things that perhaps they felt they never really mastered, right? Um, What can we say to those people to overcome that hurdle? You know, we've had a lot of conversation today about the soul and the body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the soul, we are spiritual beings living in a physical world, not, right. you know, not physical right. beings living, um, not physical life. beings right. with a spiritual life. It's, it's right. the opposite, right? right? I worded that incorrectly, but they get my drift. Um, but I would say always that from the time we were born, 
we actually had a soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. We've always known it. We've always felt it. There were things that caused us to push down or to go away or, or to whatever, but but the truth is our soul has a purpose. And right. if you're not living in it and if you're not working in it yet, guess what? You have that time. Mm-hmm. And I would say go deep inside and really there's something in there. You hear it in the back of your mind. I've always wanted to. Yeah. I've always wanted to. And whatever the answer is to that question, that answer is going to keep you alive for another 10, 15 or 20 years. Mm. And that's what you have to say. I'm not ready to to leave. I want to stay and I want to stay because this, I have to do this. Mm -hmm. I can't leave without doing this. And that will lead to the next thing that leads to the next thing. And that leads to the next thing. Mm -hmm. And if they really love you, whoever they are, they will see your soul. They'll be so Shining. proud and right. so happy. Right. They've seen it in you all this time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's, I'll tell you something. It takes courage. Mm-hmm. Living in your long life era takes courage. Right. right. That's the most important thing. It requires imagination, creativity, generosity and above all else it takes courage Mm. but you know what Uh, living a life of meaning takes courage like no matter what stage of your life you are right making the right decisions living in alignment with who you truly are at every stage of your life takes a tremendous amount of courage to go against the tide we know it as as jews we're constantly making choices that go against the tide right it's a Mm -hmm. courageous choice what is the opening words of the code of jewish law be bold as a leopard i want to say i'm getting it wrong but the idea is you have to stand up strong against the tides of the world right so really to live a soulful life, right? In alignment, what you just said, in alignment with your soul, you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta stand up for it. You've gotta be, you have to trust, right? Um, you have to trust. I can't remember the way. What is it? Completely. You have to completely have to trust trust completely. Yeah. 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 You have to trust beyond reason. Yeah. You have to trust with confidence beyond reason. Yes. That what you are moving towards is being supported by the Almighty. Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, on that line, becoming a better person, a better version of yourself, a more, more fulfilled person at the end of the day makes you that better spouse, that better mother, that better friend, right? So going back to the idea of the resistance from the or the lack of support from those um, that may be around. um, That's also important to keep in, in, in mind. So Marla, as you know, I like to coronate all of my guests with what I call Jewish money matters fill in the blanks. Oh, and yes, that. and this is the part of the show where I'm going to give you an open ended uh, statement and you're going to finish it with the first thing that comes to mind. How about okay, that? Let's do okay, it. Amazing. When I give my sir or tzedakah, I like to give to. Oh, I like to give definitely to uh, the federations of North America. So yes. to my own federation, uh, 
Jewish Nevada. Mm -hmm. And the work that the federations of North America do in America and all around the world and certainly in Israel, it just fills me up. As you know, I'm a past board chair for four years of Jewish Nevada. And um, I just, I love everything it touches, everything. In fact, right now we're working with um, period poverty which mm. are is giving to um to Kuno Lum, it, you know, obviously, but there are women all over this country who actually miss work and school because they don't have the money right. to uh utilize protection. So that's kind of a big thing right now. I love that. Mm, mm. Actually you just reminded me that I wanted to ask you. I asked you about the lack of family support, but there's also this piece here that might be holding people back who are listening to it. And that is money. There might be people who say, well, I love everything and I'm inspired to do X, Y, Z, but I'm living off of social security. I have a very meek income or whatever it might be. And so I can't, I can't learn that thing or I can't build that platform. You know, I don't have the money for that. Um, Would you have any advice there? Yeah. Trust with certainty beyond mm-hmm. reason that it will unfold for you. So take action take because action. action creates clarity. Clarity right. does not create action. It just right. keeps you from taking action. So right. don't look for the clarity. If you don't have the money, find a way to just, you know, uh, like they did during the great depression. I'm sure like they love to knit, but they couldn't find yarn to knit. So they bought sweaters from opportunity village as an example. Um, well, you don't know what that is, but, um, it's like goodwill. We all know uh-huh. what goodwill is. Right. Yeah. And they unraveled the sweaters mm-hmm. and knit with them. So if you, uh, you know, if you can't knit, then find a a, a way to knit. And if, mm-hmm. You want to cook and start a restaurant of your own and you don't have the money to do that, then get a job working as a, a sous chef in a restaurant. I mean, you don't have to be a certain age to be hired there, right? Maybe right. to serve, they want pretty young things, but you know, if yeah. you really want to, you know, learn to cook and, and, and start things of that nature, just yeah. start, just start small and the, it will, the action will bring you clarity. Yeah. Or start cooking like you did for your friends and family. Right. And nowadays with technology, honestly, like we can do so much at a very low cost. Look at how you started that. You remember years ago, you started that Facebook group and you would show up every single day and you would cook in front of the audience. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. Right? I'm not doing it every day, but I'm going two to three days a week. Yes. Right. And it's not a group. It's just Nanny Bubby face. It's Facebook Nanny Bubby. It isn't it's the your group. Facebook page. Exactly. Yeah, and Facebook. that, that just built your confidence and get you to understand your audience, why you needed to communicate it, what they wanted more of. I mean, and, and plus we have younger people around us who can do things for us, with us, right? Help us mm-hmm. learn the tech, the social media, the whatever it is. So um, all that to say, please, please, please do not be discouraged. Do not be discouraged either by the naysayers or, you know, your own ideation yeah. of there's no, I don't have the money. This is going to take too much money. No, if there live in your long life era. Okay. So I'm just echoing everything that Marla stands for. Cause I love it. All right. Let's go back to our fill in the blanks here. Yeah. I'd I, love I thought to. we were over. I was so sad. No, we got. <laughs> I didn't we got get all my to... questions. No, no, no. I'd love to make more money because. Oh, because I have hopes, dreams, aspirations of going places, doing things, and 
having things that I have not yet done and had and been a part of. So yeah, I, I love the idea of making more money so I could do more things with my family so that mm-hmm. I can do more for, so I can give and change people's lives right. more. Right. Yeah. Something I wish I'd learn about money growing up is. Oh, that it's a beautiful thing, not a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And we learned that in our program, didn't we, yes, Marla? We did. <laughs> <laughs> I was recently in a speaking engagement and I said, okay, first of all, we got to clarify before we talk about strategies for career and financial fulfillment, we got to clarify what is a Jewish perspective on money, ladies. And like the whole room was like, what? Yeah, God wants you to be wealthy. God wants yep. you to do things. God in the world. wants you to be rich. Yeah. God wants um, you to be rich. Yes. On ev- on every level. All right. So he does because I just want to do a giveaway on that. I mean, honestly, he can't come here and just literally hand money to people, but you, you. are given 10% right. 10% of what you get is not yours. It's exactly. his and he's exactly. asked you to give it. Exactly. You're the partner and you have the best partner on your side. All right. Money, spiritual or physical? Oh, spiritual. Very good. Something I splurge on unapologetically is clothes. Oh, maybe I should give you, I should ask you for some tips. Oh my, oh no, I'm not a good (laughs) shop. I'm not a good shopper. I'm a terrible (laughs) shopper, but I, if I could put on a new outfit every single day of my life and give it back when I was done, I would be the happiest person on the planet, (laughs) honestly. And yet I also have to tell you when I find one thing that I love, I will wear it everywhere. Like I just went to Three um, Jewish events, same people, and I, I just couldn't help myself. I wore the same outfit to all three of them within a week, by the way. Oh, my gosh. It's just that everything else I had in my closet I didn't feel as good in, and I was going to be on the stage of both of them. I couldn't help myself. I did it. And I have to tell you, um, a couple of young women came up to me, and I said, I know. I'm wearing the same thing. I'm so embarrassed, but I got to tell you. I bought something to wear tonight at the end of the day. It didn't, I didn't feel as good in it as I feel in this. So I'm wearing this again. And they said, I'm so glad you made me feel okay about it. I go, you know, cause they like were struggling too. What do I wear? I, you know. By the way, they say the Parisian women have no issue with this. They repeat their outfits and even for the same people, like it's a, it's a thing. So whenever I'm in really? that dilemma, yeah, whenever I'm in that dilemma, I think, well, in Paris, they do it and it's not an issue. So I can do it too, because when I like something, I'll wear it again and again. I don't care if it's the same people. <laughs> I know I, I do. And not only that, I'll tell you something else because I'm so particular about color. When I find something that it's a right color and the right fit, if it comes in another good color, I'll yeah. buy another one. <laughs> well, this is my philosophy. If you find something that you like, right. buy it in every color. Yeah, exactly. Well, in every color that looks good on you. But yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. And we digress on the shopping tips. See, see, you can get cooking tips. You can get long life tips. You can get shopping tips. I mean, <laughs> just contact Nanny Bobby. You'll have wisdom. Life wisdom. Okay. Spender or saver, Nanny Bubby, Marla? Both. Both. Mm-hmm. Were you more naturally inclined towards one? Um, would you well, say? I didn't understand how to save. I was confused. I mm-hmm. just didn't understand it. But when I really understood it, I, you know, you've got to pay yourself first. And that's right. what it's all about. And no right. one had ever taught me that. Today, I'm most grateful for. Hmm. 
I am most grateful for my long life. Till 120 in good health and happiness. Thank you, sweetheart. And finally, I'm Marla Letitia, and I believe Jewish money matters because. Oh, because we are God's chosen and we must set the example for what the world looks Mm. up to and whether it's ethics, values, family and or money. Mm. They all matter. Yes, beautifully said. Thank you, Marla, for this treat. I mean, this is unbelievable. So we're all going to go follow you on Instagram. You're at Nanny Bubby. At Nanny Bubby on Instagram, Nanny Bubby on Facebook, Long Life Era Community, if you want to join. Um, I do have, you know, the Happy Kitchen, which is the, the ebook. So yes. I just plug that shamelessly. Uh, I have the ebook, which is um, the Happy Kitchen, which is lists of what you need for a spice cabinet, what you need for a pantry and what you need in your fridge stocked at all times, just so that if you grab a recipe book, you can um, cook Actually, anything. Right. And of course, the affirmation card, spatula and apron. But most importantly, you can book a 30 minute cooking confidence discovery call and nice. I'll tell you how to prep how to shop and how to do four great meals. Amazing. Um, for the Amazing. Week. And we booked that call through your website, nanny, yeah, cooking.nannybubby.com. And I sent you the links for that. Yeah. Just yes. A few I'll put all the time. links right here on the show notes. And thank you again for your wisdom and everything that you're doing to inspire others, both in the kitchen and in life. Thank you so much, Marla. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's always inspiring. We make a good crew. You and me. <laughs> yeah. We got to do this more often. We do. <laughs> Thanks to Marla Letitia for stopping by. You can find her at Nanny Bobby on Instagram and on her website, nannybubby.com. She has a special free gift for listeners who want to improve their trip to the grocery store. I'm raising my hand here. That's at nannybubby.com forward slash Jewish. And you can book your free cooking confidence coaching discovery call at cooking.nannybubby.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For those of you who are new around here and maybe wondering what program was Marla referring to when she mentioned that she learned with me and she learned how to invest and other things, well, she was actually part of the, well, she was part of one of the cohorts of God Wants You To Be Rich. I want to say back in 2021. Yes, God Wants You To Be Rich is my signature money mindset and management program. And if you want to be in the loop and find out when the doors open again for that program, get on the wait list at yaeltrush.com forward slash wait list. That's yaeltrush.com forward slash wait list. Also, I will be answering questions this Friday, so be sure to send those in at Yael Trush on Instagram, or you can email me, Yael at Yaeltrush.com. Send in your questions. Let me know if you want them to be anonymous or you want me to use your first name. Obviously, we don't use full names around here. I'll see you here Friday for an Ask Yael. Have a wonderful week. <laughs>